I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, let's go out to our SDCCU fan hotline. Joining us uh, from MLB.com and MLB Pipeline, uh, Jim Callis is with us here on Ben and Woods. Jim, it's good to have you on this morning. Thanks for your time. Oh, yeah, glad to be here. All right, uh, I mean, the one thing that I saw a lot about this trade last night, at least from a Padres perspective, Jim, people who who look at prospects, who study this sort of thing, were almost universally in praise of the Padres for this move. And Padres fans really don't see it. So give me your perspective on the three-team trade that went down last night. Um, I, I guess I would lie somewhere in between. I'm not jumping up and down, waving pom-poms, and I'm not crying that you know the sky has fallen. Um, I understand it, I think, more from the other two teams' perspective than I do the Padres. Not that it doesn't make sense from the Padres' standpoint, but, I mean, look, the Reds, obviously, they're getting Trevor Bauer. They weren't going to keep Puig. They're going to try to contend next year. Indians didn't think they were going to be able to afford Bauer. They needed outfield help, and I guess they they may try to put Logan Allen in their rotation. They wanted a a big league-ready pitcher as part of the deal, too. They wanted more immediate help rather than super long-term help. So if I've got this correct, because it seems like there's a lot of moving parts, the Padres gave up Franmil Reyes, Logan Allen, and Victor Nova, who I'll admit I had not really ever heard of, um, and got Taylor Trammell back, right? That's the Padres' end of it? I'm not missing it. Yeah, yeah you, I think that's what we've seen as well. Nothing's been announced officially by the teams, but that's the uh, that's the general reporting of what the Padres' element is. Okay, and and, and so anyway, I, well, I think what they did here, and I think it kind of goes back to A.J. Preller always being aggressive and not afraid to pull the trigger. This isn't a typical trade where you're trading a big league guy and two pretty good prospects for you know a, a guy who's in double-A, who, who is a good prospect in Taylor Trammell. But I think from the Padres' side of things, they're, they're looking at this. One, you know, Taylor Trammell, I mean, he's not having a great year in double-A, but he is one of the better prospects in the minor leagues. You know, this is a guy, you know, there's been a lot said, you know, who's the Padres' center fielder of the future? This could be their center fielder of the future. He's a potential 2020 guy. Um, you know, he's he like I said, he's not having his best year of the minor of his minor league career, but he's hit everywhere he's been. Super athletic, MVP of the Futures game a couple of years ago. He was in the Futures game this year. He actually stole home, but the umpire called him out and blew the call. But just an exciting athlete. So I, I think that, you know the Potters obviously wanted this guy, and I think if you're trying to look and guess at what they're thinking is, Fernando Reyes hits a lot of home runs. I don't know that he does a whole lot else, and he's he's not a good defender. I mean, he probably should be more of a DH. Yep. So I think that probably played a factor that maybe they felt like they were selling high on Framel Reyes. Um, I, like I said, I don't know anything about the, the the Nova kid who's in Arizona League. I mean, that's essentially a lottery ticket, and, and and I do like Logan Allen, but the Astros, I mean, the Astros, the Padres have so many pitching prospects, and I think Logan Allen is probably one of their higher floor, lower ceiling pitching prospects if they're very good prospects. And my guess is maybe they just felt like they they, they felt they could part with him. I, I, I'm not reading too much into his numbers this year because the, the, ball, the pitching in El Paso with the, the Major League Baseball is impossible. He still has a good strikeout-to-walk ratio. You know, he wasn't great in his first taste of the big leagues, but look, he's 22. That happens. 
Um, I, I think that the, the, from the Padres' standpoint, it seems to me that they felt like they were selling high, buying low, and you you know you probably could not have made this trade to get Taylor Trammell last offseason, and that's why they jumped on it now. We are talking to Jim Callis of MLB Pipeline. And, and Jim, you know, I, I think the initial reaction here in San Diego, it, not fleeced per se, because anytime you get a top prospect, you don't feel fleeced. Uh, but I do feel like it was a little bit lacking, at least on the Padres' end. You know, trading big league talent for another, that's the thing here. You said prospects. I want to say another Prospects. We are. Right. We have now become the organization that um, has a, a number one farm system. Great. I mean, we are we are hoarding prospects at this point. Uh, from your perspective, though, the I think the goofy. Like, it's goofy for me that the Reds have Trevor Bauer now. I feel like he was banished to Cincinnati. Does that does that organization really think that they can make a run next year? Because that's what they got him for. Two more months and and next year. Yeah, I think they do. I mean, they kind of tried they to do tried, that this year yeah. when they made that trade with the Dodgers. I mean, they're kind of stuck in that they're not a a high-revenue team where you can just go out and sign free agents. I mean, I will say this. I mean, you look at their rotation. You know, they, they need to plug some lineup holes. But their rotation right now is Trevor Bauer, Luis Castillo's had a great year, Sonny Gray has come back and had a nice year. Um, I can't remember if Tanner Rourke's time passed this year, but Di Sclafani's had a nice year. Even Tyler Maley's had a pretty yep. nice year as a fifth starter. I mean, and their bullpen's really good. I mean, they've got the third-best ERA in the National League right now in that park, and they just added Trevor Bowers. I think from a, a pitching standpoint, you feel like, okay, yeah, we've, we've got a contender's pitching staff. And you look at the lineup, and... You know, I think Jesse Winker and Nick Senzel can continue to get better. You know, Eugenio Suarez keeps, you know, having good year after good year. Yep. You've got Joey Votto, who's not having a good year by his standards. Maybe he bounces back. But, you know, so, I mean, you feel like you've got the pitching under control. And, you know, maybe Scooter Jeanette, who's, who's missed most of the year. I mean, there's a fifth guy. You know, you, you do a couple things. Like, so yeah, I think they're looking at it like they are. And the flip side of it is, if... Let's say they, they don't contend. Let's say next year's trade deadline, they're, you know, like they are right now. I think they're, what, about nine or ten games under five hundred, You know, and they're out of it. You trade Trevor Bauer. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, maybe you don't get – well, I'll even take that back. I, I bet you could get, you know, probably somebody if, – if Trevor Bauer's having a Trevor Bauer year, you very well might be able to get a Taylor Trammell prospect or close to it um, at, at that point. So, to me, I, I think there's less risk in what they did than anybody because yeah, okay. you could kind of pivot either way. You know, hey, if we're not contending, we'll trade Trevor Bauer and we'll get something back for him. I mean, everybody else improved their big league ball clubs except for the San Diego Padres, period. I mean, you can't argue that. Everybody else's big league rosters are improved except for Right, but they're ours. not. I, I don't think they're contending this year. So, I mean, no. like, I, I wouldn't care that. I mean, here, and here's the thing. I mean, I do think, you know, on one hand, you can look at Framel Reyes, and he's got 27 homers. Um, but, like, this sounds funny, but, like, I don't know that he brings a whole lot else to the table. And not that everything's, you know, perfectly calculated by wins above replacement. But, you know, if you look at – I just popped it up on Baseball Reference to see how bad they valued his defense, and it, it's real bad. Like, they give his defense basically almost as much negative value as his offense. And, and there is a little bit of a backlog. So, again, I'm not saying you should just get rid of guys because you think they're redundant. But, hey, maybe Josh Naylor gets to play. And not that Josh Naylor is a good defender either, but maybe Josh Naylor gets to play more, you know, in the outfield. You know, he's a very similar player to Framel Reyes. Um, you know, and it gives him playing time. Or you know, maybe it opens up playing time. You know, I don't know if you throw Ty France out there and see what he can do in the outfield. But they have a ton of outfielders. 
Um, so I, I think long term, I, I don't think this really. I mean, the, the guy I'd be more concerned about losing long term would probably be Logan Allen because you, you, you never have enough pitching. Although that said, I mean, the Potteries have a ton of pitching. They already have three lefties in the rotation. And, I mean, Logan Allen, you know, very possibly, you know, might just be, you know, and, and, and this guy's not bad, but he might just be Eric Lauer, you know, which is a guy who kind of fits into the, you know, number four spot in your rotation when all is said and done. And, and they have guys like that. So I, I think this was more a case of the Padres – you know, buying high, low on Trammell and selling high on the guys they got. Because, again, I, I don't think you could have made this trade, like, in in November or December. The Reds would just said, no, there's no, there's no way we're touching that. Yeah. Jim Callis, uh, MLB.com, MLB Pipeline with us. So, Jim, Taylor Trammell, where does he now fit in? I know he's ranked number 30th on, on the Pipeline list at MLB.com. Where does he fit in among Padres prospects, and what is your evaluation right now of the Padres farm system and what it could turn into on the big league level? Yeah, he'll go in. I mean, the guys on the top 100 are real easy to slide in because they're kind of locked in their position. So he'll be third on the list behind Mackenzie Gore and Luis Urias and ahead of, like just ahead of Luis Patino. You know, it's funny. I did a I was talking to some I did a Padres related podcast last night, and then the guys were doing podcasts were like, oh yeah, you know, I know they're not the farm system is not ranked number one anymore. You know, because they've graduated Paddock and they've graduated Tatis. You know, and I, and I said, well, you know what? It, it's still really really good. And this is before they made the trade. And I said, you know, that they my guess is they probably Probably won't necessarily be number one. That that might be the Rays. But I was looking at it, I was like, you know, the Padres might have the second best farm system in baseball. And that was before they went out and, and added Taylor Trammell to it last night too. So I mean, it's still one of the most impressive farm systems in baseball. And aside from just the sheer talent, I mean, everybody knows I love Mackenzie Gore. You know, they've got a trillion infielders. They've got a trillion, uh, you know, pitchers. But what, what impresses me about the system is it, it, it's extremely balanced. I mean, a lot of times you'll have a system that's pitching heavy or hitter heavy, and it's really one of the deepest farm systems in baseball in both. And just the overall depth, I mean, it literally seems every time we turn around, oh, okay, here's Tucapita Marcano, who, who looks like he could be pretty good, or Owen Miller, or Joey Cantillo, or... You know, they just in the July 2 signing period got Ismael Mena and, and Reginald Perciado. You know, it's just like you, every time you turn around, there's another guy. You know, Luis Camposano is in this year's one of the best catching prospects in baseball. And, and I mean, C.J. Abrams see, is looking like a stud already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, C.J.'s hitting 400 in, in the Arizona League. And, you know, Andres Munoz, you know, is 20 years old and has crazy closer stuff. I, I remember seeing Andres Munoz in the Fall League two years ago. We did a TV game, and he was throwing 100 with a 90-mile-an-hour slider. And I was doing the game with Joe McCrane, and we were just laughing. I mean, I mean, this kid was 18 years old, and we're like, that, that guy could pitch in the big leagues late innings right now with what he had in that game. And, I mean, like I said, it's just every time you turn around, you know, hey, you know, here's some other guy, you know, you, you haven't heard a whole lot about, and he's, you know, and all of a sudden he's a stud. So it, they just do, I think they're, they're scouting very well in all areas, you know, pro, amateur, international. And I think their development people do a really, really good job. And, and you know, I, I know, I, I, well, I don't know. I guess you guys know better than me. Like, I don't know what the reaction is if there's, Patience, or, or people are getting impatient. But, but I will say this: if you, if you look at AJ Preller's track record with the Texas Rangers, they did a great job of talent acquisition while AJ was there. And and I don't think it's a total coincidence that the Rangers have slipped a little bit since he left. I mean, he I think AJ is one of the best evaluators out there, and I think he's very aggressive. And I think he did this in Texas, and he's doing it in San Diego. I think AJ communicates very well to his scouts and his development people. 
this is what we want to get, and this is how we want to develop it. And and I think you're seeing the fruits of that in San Diego. I mean, when he was in Texas, Texas had one of the best farm systems, too. Um, and, and like I said, they, they've kind of slipped a notch since he left. Jim, uh, good stuff. I think we needed some uh, perspective like that this morning on a morning like this. I appreciate your time on what's always a busy day in baseball. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah, no problem. Good talking uh, to you guys. Jim Callis, MLB.com, MLB Pipeline. You can check out their rankings at MLB.com slash prospect slash 2019. And there he is, number 30. Got to change the logo from uh, Reds to Padres now, though, under Taylor Trammell. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.